Damn sirens. And with that, I think, oh, the sirens are gone, but there is now a motorcycle. I think this mic is picking it up. So, uh, welcome to something that might be called Young Hearts. Uh, I'm here today with the creator of this phrase, uh, Simone Malvez. Um, and he's an artist here in San Francisco who I think has an interesting perspective around art and relationships. So he's here today to tell us about himself. And we're going to try to get into a discussion about this intersection of art and, and relationships and love. So tell me, t- tell me about you. How'd you get here to San Francisco? Right. So, yeah, I'm Simon. I'm originally from Tijuana, Mexico. Um, I lived there for 21 years. And then I lived for five years in Mexico City. Um, and when I was living in Mexico City, we can I, hear you, don't worry. <laughs> I was, I was um, uh, hosting a party, and that's where I met my now husband. Um, and we got married here in City Hall, which is right over there. Which, which we can see. Which it's we can see from here. Lighting up, lighting up. Is that blue, blue tonight? Yes, that is blue. I'm not sure why. Um, <laughs> yeah. So move moved here and and you're an artist you're a self-sustaining artist yes i am what a dream. i'm a full-time artist which is also something that i never thought i would become or like i had i, I struggled thinking about it um because like when i was in mexico city i was a full-time graphic designer mm. and i was i was really good at it um and i had like yeah trouble defining myself as an artist because I was either a designer or an artist Mm. not the two things together Um, but since I moved to the US out of necessity I started doing art making art and it's working it is and it has become a big part of my identity Um, so I now I'm really proud to say and call myself an artist a full time artist yeah yeah you've You've worked hard for it. Yeah. Um, we've seen your art on billboards around um, for the Frameline Film Festival, a queer film festival that happens here in the city, um, on many murals across the city. And yeah. it's always fun to recognize your familiar shapes and colors. Yep. Um, I'm curious, um, you know, what, just jumping right in. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm wondering, you know, communication through art yeah and how how does that work for you yeah um yeah so like i don't know like one example that i can give you was uh i really wanted to start painting murals when COVID started uh because i saw so many places that were closed and like you know with all these uh wood panels there it was it felt like a ghost town and it also felt like they were canvases waiting to be painted. Um, and I wanted to send positive messages. Just not, not, and not only me, like there were a couple of friends who were like, yeah, we should do something about this. And um, send a positive message through art. 
mm. um, because we believe in that art has the power to communicate um, different things in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how we started. And yeah, I put a lot of symbols behind my art. I put a lot of symbols behind my murals, the colors that I use, the people that I choose to mm. um, work with. Um, and yes, it's it's a cliche, but like most of my art is somehow an extension of me, mm -hmm. and it's somehow a an autobiography of myself. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, it makes a lot of sense, and yet it's different to experience it. It's yes, in a way like when you see art, you get to make your own meaning, which is beautiful. Yes, which is beautiful, and yet when you feel like you really got the meaning that the artist was understanding it's a different connection because it's like you've received the communication for the mm -hmm. for the reason it was put out I, I remember seeing a tattoo on your leg um, and it's of these two faces um, and one face is like inside the other um, and I had said like it's like you're trapped within yourself yeah um, it's like you're you're looking from your own back of your head yeah. um, and you were yes. like, that's correct. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Um, so it, it's lovely to see to when you, when that, when you do bridge that connection and yet it doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's just pretty. Sometimes um, you get a different view, which is, could be just as valuable. But uh, I would wonder how do you, like, how would you describe many of your art's themes? What's your favorite art theme you're exploring right now? Yeah, I would say my feelings okay. are my number one topic to yeah, express. Sweet. Why? Because I feel like the way from the best way for me to understand my feelings is to translate them into my art. And sometimes it's hard for me to put my feelings into words mm. and I find it easier to put them in paint or mm. through paper or yeah. through colors. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, again, I, I play a lot with primary colors and I say a lot that like for me, primary colors are like primary feelings. Um, oh. And that, you know, like sometimes where I feel anxious, that anxiety feels red or mm. when I'm very happy that happiness can look yellow um, mostly my sadness looks blue yeah um, so yeah I feel like uh, mm. you know there's there's the block of colors but also a lot of my work is um, lines mm -hmm. black bold lines and the symbol behind lines too like how do you draw a line on your feelings how you draw a line on relationships mm. how you draw a line oh, yeah. on you know um, emotions and decisions um, and I apply that into my art too like a like a boundary mm -hmm. okay and mm -hmm. like or like a dis like a like you're putting a mark on the emotion you're, are, is it like a logical point like a like you're is it bringing it into perhaps or separating it from something else yeah it could be it could be it could be a logical point you know like mostly I think it's finding a balance between what I feel and how I can I project it I see and sometimes most of the times 
the line, the black line, makes the structure of it. Ah, uh, there, there it is. Yeah. yeah. The structure from the abstract. Yes. From the feeling, the yes. structure, the thought, perhaps, to the feeling. Yeah. Huh. Um, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I wonder sometimes, do you think you've ever made a piece of art and you've actually unconsciously discovered something deeper through the process of making the art about yourself? Like the feeling wasn't conscious, but then when it became art, it became conscious? I would say that um, when, uh, so yes, and <laughs> I, have, I have, you know, the, 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 the creative process, every time it's different. And when you're making a piece, when, well, when I'm making a piece of art and I'm in the process of making it, sometimes the piece itself changes in terms of the meaning or the meaning is way more charged okay. because I release, you know, emotions, I release intentions mm. and that is encapsulated in this right. art piece. Right. So right. it's there, like it's right. not in my mind anymore. It's in a <laughs> physical object now. And yeah. I now can remember or like think about yeah. what I was going through in that moment through this piece. Oh, that's that's really good. It's like a it's a yeah, it is a time capsule. Yeah. It is trapped in that, that moment. It's also like you are more than just that moment. Correct. And you might have even changed since that moment. Yes. And yet feelings are really hard to like Reaccess. Yes. There's the, f there's feeling good, but when you're feeling bad, thinking about feeling good, doesn't, <laughs> you can't feel it. You know, you can't conjure it. Yeah. Um, except through things that are really viscerally, like um, sometimes smells, or sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes if I've written, I've, I've in the past when I'm feeling, I've, I've gone back and read things that I've written. Yeah. While I was feeling a certain yes. emotion. Uh huh. And I'm like oh there it is yeah. like yeah. it's the way I phrase things the way I saw things yeah. that's that feeling that can totally lose itself to With, memory doesn't really do it justice yeah. time time definitely doesn't <laughs> yes wow yes it's true have you ever had to destroy a piece of art because of that fact no no I haven't but what it had happened before is that it some pieces it's harder for me to say goodbye or harder mm. for me to sell mm. um, for that same reason. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, yeah, for, it's, and it's a form of destruction because I'm not going to see that piece ever again, yeah. you know, so I need to honor those feelings and say goodbye to that piece because I put a lot of emotions in that piece <laughs> probably and probably yeah. the client will never know. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe they won't. Um, Depends. That's 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 the question. Who is the art for? It's yes. for you. It's for you at the yes. end of the day, isn't it? That's a great question. <laughs> it, I I would say it depends, right? Like most of my art, it's yes, it's uh, it's for myself, and for that same reason, it takes me a lot of emotions to say goodbye to them. But like you know, I <laughs> I gotta pay rent, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, at the end, I'm happy that the pieces are living in someone else's room or someone That's else's sweet. place. Um, but at the same time, you know, I paint murals and those murals are 100% commissioned. So like there is intention, there is emotion, but also there is a brief and there mm. is the client's necessities. So it all depends on what kind of 
art or what kind of piece I'm making. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can there's a I can draw a line there where it's like um sometimes I do feel like I'm having to put emotions into something that just gets kind of sold to someone else and then, you know, you have to kind of harvest your own energies and emotions yeah. towards ultimately paying your rent. Yeah. yeah so I guess yeah. you know not that different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, funny, but I, that's how society goes, yeah. I suppose. Um, I wanted to talk about relationships and maybe how they intersect with art. Um, I think we've already been kind of getting getting towards that, but yeah. What do you think your relationship with with art itself is yes so for me art is a tool a tool okay yes not a passion not a love but a tool um it could be a tool for me to understand love ah okay yes it could be a tool for me to understand my passion towards Mm -hmm. art or towards my feelings um Art could be a tool for me to be vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. Um, art also could be a tool for me to open up to people, you know, and use it as an excuse to get to know you or for mm. you to get to know me mm. um, in many t- different ways. Like not only with the, the small pieces or the murals, like I also use, um, I practice uh, rope bondage. Yes. Or shibari. shibari. And that also has a whole, you know, uh, weight of symbols behind it. And it's artistic, at least the practice that I, that I, that I make. Yeah. Um, and it's a tool for me to be vulnerable to someone yeah. um, and get to know them in a deeper level. And that's how help, that has helped me for, uh, to have a relationship with someone a friendship Mm -hmm. um and you know like for me as someone who considers i consider myself very introvert yeah um having that intimate moment with someone um it's important and necessary yeah it's it's like for context we're talking like tying someone up right so like really they have to be very they have to be vulnerable trusting their trust they're often blindfolded yes um so you can't see and you're being bonded in a way that you yeah you would be stuck there potentially. right right but and i and i use i usually use primary colors on mm. the ropes mm-hmm. i use black rope and there are symbols behind that too right like i'm literally drawing lines on someone's body mm. um which is ah. also like another symbol that i use in my in the in my murals or in my you know paper cut pieces like using bodies using colors and using lines to have a journey and a piece of art mm. it's the it's the lions you also often add other pieces to your shibari yeah flowers right yes well the thing is and you mentioned it before you know like uh, sometimes murals and art pieces are very visual and the thing about shibari or rope bondage is that it involves more senses okay or you can play with more senses like and deprivation of senses too. You can right. blindfold someone, um, but you can also put flowers around their head or in their bodies. And flowers usually have a smell, 
right? Yeah. So if you're tied up and you can't see, you're focusing on smelling the the, the ah, flowers, right? Um, or like you know, feeling the tension of the rope on your body, right? Being aware of your breath, or how like how are you breathing, or the posture of your back, yeah. Um, and it's yeah, and it definitely involves more senses, and it's a different way to express and experience art. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love. I, I love losing my senses <laughs> and getting to focus on just one or two really yeah. di deep, you know, be it touch, yes. smell, uh -huh. sometimes taste if you can really get into that yeah. like zone. Um, and then to be, yeah, to be totally, you know, in front of someone and, and trusting. And then also um, I'm practicing more more um, body work these days, um, more of as a hobby. And it takes so much intention to kind of project yourself yeah. into someone else. Yes. It's really a work of, it feels like empathy. Uh -huh. um, and people, you kind of see a switch from people when they're thinking about their own pleasure and like, they don't like, those are the kind of people that don't like giving massages, right? They're like, oh, this is like work for you and then you're gonna do it for me. But if you switch into that like empathy and like pulling, mm -hmm. what are, how are they feeling? Like mm -hmm. almost as if you're projecting into their body, what's going on over here? Mm -hmm. How would this touch feel? Mm -hmm. And then listening to every like, how are they moving back? Mm -hmm. um, and so I wonder, do you think, do you respond to any of, does their responses oh, help yeah. inform how you move through your art? with them or is it ch is it changing based on how they react talking particularly in, with uh rope bondage and shibari yeah yeah so so it's very interesting because everybody and everybody is different right um and everyone has you know carries traumas and everyone carries mm. anxieties and fears um, and everyone has a different relationship with control mm. yeah. so when uh, you know, it, yeah, when I tie someone up and I, I, body language is clear for me <laughs> and I can tell when someone is nervous or like when someone, you know, um, is anxious, mm. um, I'm like, you need to, you know, <laughs> have a deep breath, you're going to be okay, fine. Okay. Um, and also like sometimes people try to help me. Uh, with the ropes and I'm like no 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 this is not about you controlling this <laughs> let me take the wheel um, it's 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 yeah I find it funny but um, it's yeah it's it's everyone's journey is different yeah um, and everyone has carries different symbols behind ropes and yeah. how you know um, in gay community a lot of like rope bondage is linked to sexual activities mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't have to be that way all the time either no. um, yeah. sometimes it's a sensorial experience mm -hmm. sometimes it's an aesthetic experience um, and even sometimes it's educational you know yeah so it all depends on what what's your intention on the content and what's your relationship with ropes absolutely absolutely yeah um, getting kind of dropping into that space of not having control mm -hmm. um, can be it can be hard but I find that it's ultimately what a lot of people want yes <laughs> At the end of the day, I just like to yeah. not have control for a good, even just a few minutes. Right. Uh, and be able to trust. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh. Yeah. 
set you free. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder, with either on Shabari or in your own art, yeah, yeah, as you're working through it, yeah, you know, there's you put intention, yeah. you put uh, feelings, yeah. But do you ever feel like the art or the rope is making itself in a way, like it knows where it wants to go, as if it's something external or maybe a, a parallel non-conscious process that's kind of pushing it in a certain way and you, you're able to just kind of act on it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so <laughs> again, it's it's about control, right? And <laughs> how your own control. This yeah, time. it's my own control, <laughs> yes. and now it's like yeah. yeah, it's about how I control my feelings, or how I control the way that I cut paper, or how I control the brush, or how I control my technique in tying up people, right? Because yeah. like when you tie someone up, you know, you must know how not to hurt someone, right? Um, but and there's that that's that's called the technique. You sure. know how to do it, but also once you know how to do it, you're free to be creative and do whatever you want, mm -hmm. as as long as you know again how not to hurt or how not to go to like sen like sensitive places of the body. Mm. Um, so yeah, for me, for a long time, I've been in control of how I want to show my art. Okay. But lately, oh, I have been being more playful with that yes. and letting myself to start over and make new things and not yes, being yes. afraid of, you know, yeah, because like when I make a piece, it's like I know it's going to look good and I know I'm going to like the final uh, product. but. Now I'm like, no, you know, I can deconstruct myself and deconstruct the way that I make art. Yeah. And that's another way to make different new art. Um, the last piece that I made mm -hmm. it was very experimental because I usually only use paint in murals. Okay. But this time, like two months ago, I think, I was playing mm. with paint in my paperwork right right and i decided to cut the canvas in half yeah and put other paper on top and yeah. i didn't know how it was gonna look right but at the end it looked great it looked great <laughs> maybe i can just try to describe it i know the piece you're talking about it's um this it's like these blotches of these primary colors yeah. that when pressed between two pieces of paper Correct. and lifted up created these like oof, um, yeah I would say blotches like connective blotches and bubbles of these different colors which created their own texture which mixed a way that was out of your control yeah um, usually you're cutting precise shapes with yeah. precise angles yes you even met I've seen your TikToks. You measure them to go exactly like yes. where they need to be on the page. Yes. But this time you made these chaotic little blobs and right. kind of smashed them and then pulled it up and that was your texture. So like yeah, it's it's um something I'm learning how to let go. Like I don't know. I have no control of how the final piece of art will look like, but I will be okay with that. Yeah. There is beauty in that and I need to learn how to find it. Yeah. And yeah, like this is. is like bringing me 
back to when I was eight years old playing <laughs> with Legos and building castles and building uh, bridges. Yeah. And I had so much fun building them, but I had the most fun destroying them and deconstructing oh, them. Really? Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, how can I how can I make peace with my inner child in the present and do the same thing with my art? Nice. How can I deconstruct myself and how can I deconstruct the materials that I use? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, ripping a page in half, blotching the paint. It's um but your relationship with art itself is changing. Yeah. You know, from more control over it and maybe not even accepting it as an identity. It's almost like there was kind of this at some point you decided to commit to art as your modality for earning income. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. And as is your lifestyle, you know, however you want to describe it. Yeah. And now it's evolved. Now you're let it you're loosening your rein on your control yes. over your own art. Yes. Your relationship itself with the with it has changed. It has evolved because I have changed. Right. Therefore I feel like my art needs to change. You know, like I started with the basics, literally. I started with primary colors. I started with bold lines. I started with a black, I mean, a white background. Um, and that was a repre representation of my, of my life. Yeah. You know, I was in a very different situation as I am right now, you know. Right now, life, I don't want to say it's more complicated, but there's, life is different. Yeah. There's new things. There's um, new experiences, new people in my life. Yeah. Um, and I want to show that in my art, too. Yeah. There are things that I cannot control in my life. Yep. There are feelings that I cannot control. <laughs> and that's okay. And there's beauty in that. Yes. Um, yes. So for the same reason, I want to project it in my art. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's... You know, we're talking about relationships um, yeah. with people. That's <laughs> what the show's about. Um, mm -hmm. Many things, community, people, yes, art, a lot of things. But we're talking about the heart here and the interpersonal relationships. Um, I, you know, I start to wonder: Do you think your art has changed with your with different relationships? Oh yes, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Like one, the first thing that pops in my head is my best friend, Manuel, which is also my artistic partner. Mm -hmm. um, I met him, oh my God, yes. So I met him here in San Francisco in a naked dinner party. Yes. Um, yes. The, when, the first week when, when I moved to San Francisco, I remember the first mural that catch my eye was this mural of this drag queen called Juanita Moore in Castro. Mm who Manuel painted, and I didn't know any of these two people at that moment, but I was like so intrigued, and I was like, I want to know more about this. So yeah, after a couple months, I met Juanita Moore, and then Juanita Moore introduced me to Manuel, yeah. and then Manuel and I started painting. I have never painted a mural um, until I met Manuel. And oh, Manuel wow. taught me how to paint, Manuel taught me how to wow. uh, manage clients, you yeah. know, proposals, budgets, 
everything and he believed in my talent and yeah. you know for me to see someone like him who is Mexican who yeah. is an immigrant who is someone who grew up in the border just like me and to be this successful and have this life in this city is something that I needed to have yeah because I told myself, if he can do it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And we made a, an amazing team, you know? Absolutely. And the both of us have opened so many doors to each other. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, relationships can change art. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, no, I, I, I heard once that um, when you love someone, one reason it could be is because they see you as you would see yourself mm -hmm. um, if you could be all you could be right yeah. and they see that in you yeah and they help tease that out um, and help you get to that that fully realized version they yes. see something you don't know the steps to get there but you feel like it's there yeah. and they see it um, and it's a beautiful thing yeah. because not everyone can see that um, and sounds like he saw it in you. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he even helped, you know, like that mentorship is something that yes. is, mm -hmm. I feel like a little, mm -hmm. uh, uh, not well practiced. Mm -hmm. It's it's rare. It's rare to find that level of close mm -hmm. mentorship. And I feel like somehow I was waiting to find someone like him as much as he wanted to find someone like me to right. work together. Right. Because we feel identified to to each other. Right. And we support each other for that same reason. Right. You know, to the point where we have been painting very important murals and we have been winning awards together. Yes, yes, so, yes, you have. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a beautiful journey. <laughs> Just this last weekend, it won an award. Um, it's it's beautiful to, to see that exchange. And it, yeah, coming from both sides, it's the the desire to teach and then the desire to learn and the yeah. desire to yes. feed off each other's yes. energies into something that's greater um, as two than it could be separate, you know, right. um, than it could be just added together. It's, it's yeah. greater as a whole. Yeah. Um, so, so beautiful that you, that you got to see that. And that's a good relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there must have been bad relationships. People, you don't have to go into this. <laughs> but times you know times hard times with people right that shaped your art yes yeah definitely yeah it's been there um but i like honestly like i don't when it comes to art i don't put i don't project bad feelings mm -hmm. that i experience with people mm -hmm. um I, it's more about my own feelings and okay. what do I do with those feelings? You know, yeah. like I'm angry. How can I um, uh, digest this feeling okay. and like you know put it in a physical object? Um, okay, yeah. And you know, like there's there's not everything is happiness. Not everything is positive. Um, but I do, I do want to say that, like, yeah, there's an impact on, on, on the close, yeah, with the close people that I have in my life and people that I have lost, too. Yeah. You know, like, five, six years ago, I lost my best friend yeah. uh, from AIDS complications. Mm. And 
ever since he has been a huge inspiration for my art mm. and every now and then every now and then I dedicate art pieces to him mm. because he taught me a lot about life right when he was alive and I keep practicing those things up to this day um, so I'm honoring him and you know and I'm honoring what he taught me and that necessarily doesn't have to be something happy mm -hmm. um, but it's important for me mm -hmm. yeah so there's I mean you know, you know used used to honor people used to even as after they've passed whether they you know um, <laughs> used to flatter people um, I, I wonder you know you've kind of seen a bit about how some of your relationships have influenced your art I'm wondering how some of your art maybe has changed your relationships is there something you've ever made or done that's maybe you know you're more popular now you have uh, people coming up and knowing who you are and you don't know them <laughs> that's different yeah uh, you might do you have to be more guarded sometimes or, yeah. or different about how you approach people yeah so I have to go to therapy for that oh, no. um, <laughs> yeah yeah last year I I found myself having a hard identity crisis because of that same reason mm. um, people on the street were grabbing me and telling me like hey I love your work and I love your art and I didn't know what to do yeah. mostly because I had and I still have a huge imposter syndrome and you know when people give me this type of comments I immediately say no no <laughs> um, you are confusing me with, uh, with another artist probably or like there are another artist like there's more way more right. artists out there who are way more talented than me and you should uh, not look at myself uh, um, and then you know going through my Mexican identity and my new um, uh, US resident identity and what yeah. does that meant and changing my profession from graphic designer to an artist that also was a drum yeah drastic change so um, yeah the way I interacted with people has changed a lot yeah um, and for me I feel like sometimes it's even harder for me to connect with people mm. because there there's that little voice in my head that asks myself like what is your intention with me mm. you know like what is the reason why that you're texting me or like saying hi at the party or it's yeah it's just a lot of the voice in my head that is like okay yeah. the way that people see me has changed drastically um, but also at the same time I have to be okay with that I have yeah. to learn how to accept com a, comp uh, a compliment a com compliments <laughs> yes yeah. and how to say thank you yes, um, yes. and you know sometimes I don't want to talk about work but you just met me and you just want to talk about business so let's talk about business even though mm. I don't want to um, so yeah it's been a journey for sure. Mm, yeah, so, sometimes it, yeah, you know, you work in you work in events, you work in art, so they they cross over yes. a lot. Yeah. Um, and yet, um, and yet, perhaps 
perhaps I, I know we got close uh, for one reason because um, I felt like I I was really curious the meanings that you were putting across it's what I, I love to understand like what you know the two faces on on the leg um, and what does this animal mean and um, why you know why is this color um, and it was do you think that helps give you a better read on on why people ask do you think that do you think how, how do you make that decision now to yeah. try to understand so what yeah what I'm trying what it's harder what is hard for me to understand is that people are truly interesting to listen to my story right to you not your not your not your your art your brand right, right your right. projection but yeah. to to you as a person right and as a person who has struggled and has been through different experiences in life you know and as a person who carries different symbols you know like mm -hmm. what does it mean for me to be a immigrant in San Francisco what does it mean for me to be a Mexican in the US in the US what does it mean to be an artist mm -hmm. in one of the most expensive cities to live in the US you know all these symbols that I carry um, are questions for people who, you know and I'm not scared to answer those questions but it's not something that I was necessarily ready to answer at mm. some point um, but you know everything it's yeah it's it, moments like you know like when there's a what's it called when I have a new mural yes. and people come and see it, there's a reveal, right? Um, there's, peop there's strangers that I don't know um, and right. I get really nervous right. to talk about them, but like to talk to them, but they reach out to me and they're like, hey, I just want to let you know that this is incredible and it's important for me that someone like you is doing art mm, here. I see, I see. And it gives me hope to know that if you if someone like you is doing this I can mm -hmm. do it too mm -hmm. you know and that was my story too mm -hmm. you know I, I had my own icons and inspiration like people amazing artists who I, I now consider my friends mm -hmm. and at some point I was like I see you there doing what you're doing doing whatever you want to do and I want to be in that situation I see so now I am privileged enough to be in that place yeah. and be a, a place of inspiration for the other people that are coming. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's yeah. very, very beautiful. And it's impactful. It, it impacts me and impacts them and it impacts society. Right. You know, like right. another example that I can give you is um, when I painted, when me and Manuel painted the SFLGBT Center mm. mural, um, it's, it's a mural about queer icons, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah most of them, most of them are dead, but three of them are yes. alive. Yeah. Um, and one time, this teacher reached out to me, and she and they were like, "Hey, um, I don't know you, but I would like you to know that I am a teacher in this elementary school." And I'm taking these kids to see your mural Aww. because <laughs> well, yeah. mostly because I will c 
come out to them as a queer person yeah. of color and I want them to know how important it is to be yeah, represented. Absolutely. And like that wow. that email like <laughs> got me into tears of and I was course. like, oh my God, like this is in- like I didn't know I had this yeah. um, power to impact someone yeah. like them. But yeah. at the same time, they have the power to impact children. Yes, the whole class. The whole class. Yes. And talk about not only the icons that are on this mural, but also the artists who sure. made this mural. Yes, yes, yes. Which is like, you. oh my God, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an incredible feeling to have. Yeah, it's a be- be- these beautiful stories of, you know, of honoring queer history, honoring our, our queer ancestors, you know, icons or ancestors, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're, they're the, the people that shaped our city and shaped, you know, LGBTQ rights um, yeah. and culture. Um, and building relationships. Yes, yes. Like, yes. now I know this person. Now yes. we follow each other on Instagram. Yes. You know, and now these kids know about me. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. So all these, all these ties. Yeah. Yes, um, and they're kind of, it's a wider reach than you can with with one-on-one personal relationships. You're getting to make that connection kind of over more more space yeah. than usual. Yeah. Because the medium allows for that. Yes. Um, so it's beautiful. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. You've, able to kind of project that project that out um so speaking of these these queer icons um i'd say queerness is a big theme in your work yes <laughs> we're both we're, we're, i'm queer i identify as queer you don't have to even identify but if you'd like to yeah um i wonder why why this theme is important to you yes yes that's also a great question um yeah so I'm from Mexico, and when I was living in Mexico City, I realized that they were a lot of queer artists in Mexico City who are very talented, and I admire them so much, um, but they did not show their queerness in their art, uh. or they were they would not call themselves a queer artist. They would just be artists. Uh, okay. And that is mostly because being queer in Mexico still it could be you know a way to limit yourself in terms of opportunities mm. um, there's homophobia you know sure um, there's machismo and there's yes. a lot of toxic behaviors in Mexico City around the art world too like there's a lot of privilege you know if you don't have a certain type of last name or you don't live in certain t- parts of Mexico you cannot be called yourself an artist and I you see. won't be a successful artist I see um, so when I moved to the US um, I couldn't let go of that queerness of my you know of m- my life out of my art because yes I do work a lot of uh, around my feelings but also my biggest inspirations are both the Latino community and the queer community both from the US and both from from Mexico Mexico City has yeah. inspired me so much absolutely um, and 
the people who who surrounds who surrounded me in Mexico City were queer, right. all queer. So I cannot erase that part of my background. Right. So really calling, you know, calling in your background is these two cities, um, both in the Americas <laughs> um, or America, as you will. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, your history, these icons history, uh, rebelling against the, an, you know, the anti-queer um, kind of norm that is um, yeah. in Mexico, as well as there's still plenty here in San Francisco. Right. Just well resisted against. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, queerness as a term, I think, I, I actually don't know the entire linguistic history of it. Um, but one way I think about it now is a, it's, it's inclusive in that it's anything that's different from the norm as far as these two narrow views of gender, uh, you know, the, the man and the woman. Um, queerness is anything that diverges from that and mixes the gender identity traits, um, you know, the masculine and feminine, how they look, how they act, their responsibilities, mixes their sexual attractions, um, and anything in there kind of falls into that space, which makes it a very playful and fun place to explore. And in fact, I'd argue that most people have explored at least a trait from the other gender, if not also an attraction. Correct. Or I think that's that's the magic of queerness. You right. you let yourself to be playful with it. Mm -hmm. Queerness is more fluid. Mm -hmm. Queerness is more about experiment and it not is. being afraid to, you know, change your identity and also fight for toxic behavior that even right. the gay community carries, like internalized we homophobia. We do. Or misogyny. You know, yep. queerness is more about that. It is. It is it, embracing the fluidity, um, definitely breaking down, um, you know, gender norms that aren't serving um, uh, or that uphold toxicity, mm -hmm. um, painful, cause pain. Yes. Honestly, embracing parts of yourself. Yes. Um, and, and changing, right? Because it's like sometimes you need to embrace masculinity. Right. You need to own own things, stand up for yourself, fight. Other times, you just need to let go of control. You need to care for someone, right? Um, you need to give attention, you need to empathize, you need to open up um, and receive, um, you need to connect. And, and like, to live on either side of that seems immensely painful <laughs> to be purely on one side of that, yeah, yeah. that, that split. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you, you recently made a big piece of art at Burning Man. Yes. Um, really fun you know um <laughs> really fun beautiful place where this year's theme was waking dreams yes. where you got to we all got to contribute to raising out of the dust and barren you know world these dreams that lasted for a week in a place that has no really rules around what can or can't be brought oh yeah displayed and how to interact with it um, and by rules, not just like physical rules, but like unspoken rules about how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to respond. And so people got to play yes. uh, with all of this. You brought a piece of art. Yes. And I want to hear about what, what you got to play with and what you saw. Yeah. It was, it was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and the theme of these years was pretty accurate um, because I, yeah, like for a long time before going to Burning Man for the first time, I heard about it. Many friends tried to convince me to go and I would always be, I would always say like, yeah, I would love to go. But, you know, I got, I get paid in pesos and that is very expensive for me. And it's a dream that I would like to have someday but it's not my priority because I need to pay rent um, and then that first year happened and it was amazing and it was a culture shock of course but it was beautiful and I remember clearly that um, I saw this piece of a Muppet a giant Muppet um, <laughs> A marionette, yeah. A marionette, yes. Yes. And um, I was stunned because I knew the artist. Yeah. And I was on my bike and I was like, I was telling Brendan, my husband, um, hey, I really want to see this piece because I follow this guy on Instagram for many years and this is the first time that I'm going to see a piece of him. Mm-hmm. And so we went there uh, and... I was talking to him about this, like, hey, this guy is from Spain and he does this and he has work on this, um, not realizing that the artist was right there in front of me and he yeah. was listening <laughs> to everything that I said. As you talk about him. <laughs> as I talked about it. And he was like, hey, that's me. <laughs> yes, yes. And I recognized him and I was like, oh, oh like, wh- what? Wow. Like, I get to meet you in person in this place and see your art in front of me that was life-changing and he truly like we started speaking in Spanish and it was so inspiring and he told me like hey like just have fun and like I I was talking to him about like maybe bringing something next year and he was like if I did it you can do it too (laughs) yeah and those words mark my life you know and I never dreamt dreamed that I would bring art but I did yeah to the desert to the desert no, and no it, that was literally a waking dream for me because I do things like on this size mm. um, and I am very fortunate to have the right people and the right team behind me to help me make this dream come true right because this is not just me you know it's everyone who have who were involved behind this work and everyone who worked really hard to bring it to playa because it's that's hard and everyone who also supported me not only economically but also like in terms of like materials and connections and um you know the truck or the the scaffolding of course. Um, and yeah one of the hardest things for me to realize is that people believe in my art and people can give me money <laughs> to make whatever I yes, want yes, yes. which was also a, like a bit slap in my face to not stop, yeah, stop drawing lines on myself about limits that I can or cannot do with my art right, right. so yeah people happily wanting to contribute and help and yes that's the beauty of the of burning man right is people giving themselves to achieve something greater together and now that people have seen that piece people are like yes i do want to help you next year yes or yes and i'm like 
amazing. Great, yeah. Um, and you know, to see the impact that people had with this piece during Burning Man, the parties that happened. <laughs> A couple, a couple um, compromised uh, there, like proposed. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Um, someone proposed there, and like there was a guy at the top of the tower selling free. I mean, giving free pancakes. Yes. Um, yes. You know, people had sex in the tower. Um, <laughs> yes. People yes. created new connections with strangers, especially yes. queer connections. Of course. You know, and it was beautiful to see that. It was beautiful to be at the top and be like, yeah, y'all, we did this, yes. we built it. This was just an idea. Yes. And now it's a physical, you know, a sculpture that is beautiful, has a beautiful view mm -hmm. and has a beautiful impact in our community. Yeah. And for me, it's important. It's important for, you know, see that there's Latino art in Burning Man, see that mm. there is queer art in Burning Man, because mm -hmm. um, that matters for me. Absolutely. And, you know, like, the, the, all the symbols behind this piece was just beautiful to see. Mm. I remember like also like the very first person that climbed the piece mm -hmm. was a trans guy. Yeah. And for me, you know, like I climbed next to him to make sure that he was of okay course, climbing yeah. it and we went to the top and it was a very magical moment. Right. And it felt right. Right. And at the end he told me, thank you so much for building this. It, it's very impactful and I'm like, right, right. The, the piece is called Them, by the way, um, and it's a three-dimensional, four-sided tower of non-binary faces, right? Yes. Queer faces. Yes. Um, and the faces are, are, are purposefully playing with, um, you know, the masculine and the feminine. Yes. Um, and yet their eyes are, their eyes are confident. Their eyes yes. are looking straight ahead. Yes. Um, they kind of feel... Uh, you'll have to look it up them by Simone Ralph. Yeah. Like, they they project this like certainty and this this magic. Um, I remember some of my favorite symbols, um, if I can share, were the 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 heart at the bottom and the the crown at the top. Um, and I had asked, oh, like, uh, tell me about you know what are we pulling at here with this piece? And you've mentioned the the heart representing. Um, you know, having an open heart, um, and then the crown representing divinity, and the only path to divinity, you know, was up the tower. And to get up the tower, you had to go through the heart. Yes. You had to have an open heart. Yes. Um, and of course, between the heart and divinity are these non-binary faces. Yeah. So it's the combination of all the gender attributes, it's of all journey. the traits of humanity. It's right? the journey of Accepting them. Exactly. Yeah. And the divine at the top, the divine, the unity of of um, you know these two um, these two um, parts in um, in one person mm -hmm. or in a community. Mm -hmm. um, so a, a lot of beauty there, and a, of course a lot of beautiful moments, yes. a beautiful beacon to to ride out to yes. um, and to celebrate. Yeah. Um, it was a great year. Well, um, we really enjoyed having you tonight um, on our, this uh, rooftop uh, here uh, floating among the fog of San Francisco. With a beautiful view. Beautiful view, lots of beautiful sounds. Um, Sometimes some, 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 sometimes smells. Smells like 
uh, food sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Wafting food smells as people cook their dinner next to us. Um, <laughs> but so good to have you, and um, well, to many adventures as forward. Yeah, so. thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I had a great time, and I can't wait to see the next guest and what are they going to talk about. Me neither. I can't wait either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ciao, ciao. Bye. <laughs>